don't get into like any sort of like real estate brokerages, real estate in general. Like there's a lot of stuff to play around with. That kind of sucks. Large B2B commercial things like where it would feel. So like if you're, cause these are going to feel, you're going to have local contractors or those types. Duh, don't do those. Um, those ones are the, the sales cycle super long. You might be able to get a cool one that they're like, all I care about is leads. And then I'll close them in 12 to 18 months. That might be what they're looking for. And that could work. That's, the vast majority, though, just it just doesn't end up doing doing what you'd expect to. This is digital marketing. Hey everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse, the president of Digital Marketer, and this is the podcast that keeps you up to date on everything you need to know when it comes to digital marketing. From the platforms you be focused on, the tactics and tools that are working today, today's guest is Justin Rondeau, the co-owner and president of Invisible PPC, and former GM for Digital Marketer, as well as a kind of digitalmarketer.com OG. So... That's fun. And with his new agency, though, he's actually done over 165 million in ads, leading to 8.6 million conversions in the local service specifically, which is actually our topic today. So we're going to be talking about what is the best candidate for local pay-per-click? Because believe it or not, everybody isn't. <laughs> and so, Justin, welcome to the show. I'm excited to talk about who PPC is good for. Oh, man, thanks. Thanks for having me. And th this is really one of those things that people, people just assume like, pay-per-click, whether you're in the local business space or like whatever industry and that like, like Google pay-per-click specifically is going to be the savior. That it's going to be the answer, the truth, the light. And the fact of the matter is for a lot of people, it isn't. And it, it just, it, like, it just doesn't flat out work for some people, but in some, in some industries and in some niches, in a lot of them, it is, you're almost like perfectly positioned to be on Google ads. So well, yeah, it's it's a matter of making sure like it goes back to stuff. That, I mean, you've probably talked about on the show here that you've talked about on all sorts of different podcasts. That's like, are you on the right? Like, do you have an audience channel match for where you're advertising? And it comes back to that real basic thing that everybody skips over because it's like, oh, Google ads, run it. Or oh, Facebook ads, run it. That is the worst thing you could possibly do, especially when you're working with budgets that are you know near and dear to the business owners hearts especially in that local service world they feel that pain they see that money going out right so you want to make sure that if you pick an ad network and you're being prescriptive and how you're how you're doing these types of things that you're picking the right ones and setting them up for success well and it's funny because it seems obvious when you say because if you say like oh social TikTok works for all businesses and you look at people and you're just like no it doesn't like that's yeah that's not true at all same is true for like LinkedIn and and B2C and, you know, Instagram and any, any channel you have isn't going to for sure work. But with pay-per-click, it's always like, oh, yeah, I could help any business get any amount of sales and blah, 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 yeah. which I mean, technically, if you spend enough money on ads and you don't care about profitability or ROI, <laughs> then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, if, like, if you, you know, want to go, go broke, yeah, if you want to go, go broke real fast, you can do that. But but yeah, the thing I've noticed with Google ads, and actually this is a strategy we used at Digital Marketer way back in the day, was we actually only focused on mid to bottom funnel like advertisements on Google ads. So it was very much specific to like, like pretty much sticking to remarketing as well as anybody that we'd identify that would be kind of like more of like MoFu to BoFu. Because what you want to do is you want Google ads to be at that kind of like lower end of the funnel. You want to be as, you want to be as close to the conversion action as possible. One because it's easier to calculate. <laughs> like you're like, oh, did we get the sale or did we book the meeting? Was it qualified, et cetera, if you're in the lead gen side of things, which is generally what we do. 
but you you want to get as close as you can. And then you're also, you have people that are more like they're in a decision-making process, like with Google specifically, when they're searching for something and like in the local world, like say you're, you're, you have somebody looking for a plumber, right? But yeah. the fact of the matter is you don't have to be the best plumber out there. You just have to show up first. Yes. You have to show up first and they have to believe you can stop, right? That's why that like, so when you're thinking about like, should this client be on Google ads? It's really, what is the state that the searcher is in at that time? You need to be asking those questions. And are you giving them the opportunity to relieve that pain point, right? Or to kind of have an answer to that. You don't want to go top of level branded type things on Google ads. Just there are brand ads that you want to be doing in the local world. You run those, but it's a smaller part of your, your oh. budget. You want to be thinking through like, what are the actual, like, what are the problems that they're having when they're searching and how can we make sure that we show up as, as fast as possible? And then the next step is make sure that we're following up with those leads right away. If they're calling, you're answering the damn phone, you're doing those types of things. But, but yeah, like that's the first step is if you're like, we're going to run Google ads for this company. Great. Where in the funnel are that is the searcher oh. at that point of time? And it is this business poised to, you know, and you want to get them, you know, deeper at that middle of funnel, bottom of funnel. And is that business able to, you know, close that in a very quick period of time, essentially. So, well, that put that point alone is huge. Cause if you say like bottom of funnel, like that just eliminates a lot of candidates for like, is this going to be good? Because if if the buyer isn't instantly looking for a commercial solution, which is really what you're talking about, where it's like, okay, yeah, my, my, you know, pipe first. So I look up, yep. you know, fix my sink. And that's when you want to show up. Not, you know, how do I fix? Oh, then that's another good point too, is the organic search versus the action search. And, and, or, and organic is just, that is your top of funnel. So do your organic work, make sure you're show, showing up like in local SEO and just standard SEO, like make sure you're doing that. That's your top of the funnel, right? That should start then building in your audiences, right? You don't, you don't need to play that game of trying to boost your organic stuff with pay. Oh. Like that's not the game you want to be playing. You want to be like, I want any dollar I'm putting in here. I want to have the purpose of that is to get me more calls, is to get me more jobs, is to get me X, Y, Z. That's how you have to be thinking about Google PPC when you're working kind of like that local service world. That's fantastic. So, you know, in terms of agencies, because yeah, I know we talked yeah. a little bit before we started the show in terms of like over promising, you know, setting up that expectation for yeah. your pay-per-click where you know, people have that expectation. They see the dollars coming out and, yes. you know, they will instantly assign blame is usually how it works. <laughs> like you said, I was going to make a million dollars. Maybe you didn't yeah. say that. Maybe, well, because you could be an agency and go in and say, Hey, this is a process. We need to figure it out. Mm-hmm. We have to do our AB testing. It's going to take six to eight weeks to even get the first conversion. And you try to set up these expectations, but if you take that wrong client, it's just going to be bad no matter what you do. So, yeah. so let's just talk about like, what are the best candidates for PPC campaigns locally? And what are some of the worst candidates? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. And I'll actually, I'll share this with you too. We actually have this thing we have called, we have these, this concept called smart niches. We've identified 64 of them. And then we have emerging ones that are popping oh. up where we have all of these data points. I can send it to you. You can toss it in the show notes for people Love so that. they can take a look at that. But what we saw like in the last year that has really been performing well, like for specific niches. So I'm not going to talk in the abstract of they need to have X, Y, Z. Like here's some that are just, that just work and have been working. Ones that, that are, that's kind of the standard type of things you'd expect to see. Like med spas are huge right now. Those are doing, yeah, they're doing very, very well. We have a lot of great med spa clients and they just, they crush it. You have, uh, (laughs) this one's kind of sad. Divorce lawyers. We saw an uptick there. Actually COVID caused a lot of things. 
and the lockdown caused a lot of things and then just supply chain issues caused a lot of things. So we saw three emerging issues that like three things that really peaked in the last 12 months. It's going to be in, and one is one has nothing to do with COVID, but it has to do with people getting old, like generations. So you have mm-hmm. on the generational side of things, elder care. Holy crap. That one's huge. And unfortunately, funeral services have gone up. And in terms of like how people are like in terms of niches that are just getting better performance, more people are searching for it. More people have a direct need for that. Unfortunately, divorce lawyers, like I just said, people got sick of being locked down with their spouse, apparently. And then one that's like less morbid, I guess. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah it's actually like auto body shops. That one is a really interesting ah, one go. that popped up because if you think about with supply chain, people couldn't get a new car or they could barely get a used car. So they had to get their car ah. fixed. Well, that makes so much sense because if you look at the average car these days, I think the average new car is now $46,000 or something. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, I was talking to one of my, you know, assistant or Cameron, our our coordinator. And I was like, when I was a kid, like a new car was like 17,000, like 17 to 25, 50 got you like ridiculous stuff. And a hundred was like, there were only like three cars that were a (laughs) hundred thousand. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's got to be volume. So the inflation, the inflation is actually the cause of, of some of those issues. So is it, is it all kind of, you know, um, I think those are the rising industries, but those are the rising ones. Yeah. Were, are there evergreen ones? Because I know you mentioned like plumbers. Yeah. That's always yeah. One. Plumbers, dentists, roofers. Dentists are killer. Like they're they're great. They have money, and when they start seeing results, they're they're happy about they're it. Like, they okay, have, go. They have they have solid entry point offers as well. So when you're evaluating niches, like what you want to be looking at too is like the reason why plumbers, roofers, dentists, those types of work is they have a, a vast array of different types of offers that they could have that can get people in the door. Like the standard entry point offer type thing of like, uh-huh. hey, well. We'll trim your trees for 90 bucks. And while they're up there, guess what they're going to do? They're going to upsell you to oblivion. Be like, hey, we, we should really knock some of these things out. We can do that. We can also like knock that tree down, do stumping services, get rid of all that. And then bam, you're, you there got you it. Go. Roof, yeah, Conversion. roofers are another example. Yeah. Conversion exactly. offers. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Get they have this, they have the slack adjusters. They have the things that cost a lot. Like plumbers, like they're going to look at pipes, they're going to be looking at, and while they're there, they're like, hey. Notice that your septic system might need an overhaul. Do you want us to do like a, a free camera through that thing? And see, like it creates a conversation that mm-hmm. will lead to higher revenue. And so they can they can spend a little bit more to get these types of jobs because they know what the customer lifetime value is out of like be, being able to upsell and cross sell them across the board. Obviously, ethically, like not just trying to sell like garbage <laughs> to people. But no, but yeah, it's, those- it's it's so true. Well, and just so everybody knows, like most plumbers and most companies still haven't figured out the customer lifetime value thing. So there's yeah. still tons of opportunities, which is why you could always run these ads and get people who are like, well, my last plumber was a, you know, it was terrible. I didn't show up and yeah. whatever. And people just replace these services. So yeah. if you're good and you do the pay-per-click campaign and you use the conversion tool instead of trying to sell people, you know, your big, uh, you know, mega service or whatever it is just get in the door with the you know bottom yeah. of funnel ads and start to convert them and do a good job and then you'll have you'll make your profitability over time so i love that exactly so exactly with, with all that said what are what are some candidates that are just like don't don't try to sell these companies oh, GPC. Uh, don't get into like any sort of like like real estate brokerages uh, real estate in general like there's yeah, a lot of stuff hard. to play around with that kind of sucks large like b2b commercial things like where it would feel so like if you're because these are going to feel you're going to have local contractors or those types. Duh, don't do those. Yeah. Those ones are the, the sales cycle super long. You might be able to get a cool one that they're like, all I care about is leads and then I'll close them in 12 to 18 months. 
that might be what they're looking for and that mm-hmm. can work. That's the vast majority though, just it just doesn't end up doing doing what you'd what? expect to. Yeah. yeah. Like Well, they're not gonna kill it. They're not gonna be no. like, Oh, I started the campaign ten no. X my revenue. Yeah. yeah. It's and, and they'd have a real hard time connecting it because they're probably gonna ask like, would those people have found us anyways? Would they have converted anyways? And there's a lot of stuff that comes into question. Hold on, let me pull up real quick. We have a whole, we have a list of things that are like, just do not do this. <laughs> do not, do not, yeah, I do love not that. Do this under any circumstance. Let me find it real quick. And if well, I can't I, find, yeah. Well, I love how you have these lists too. I mean, that you've kind of evaluated all the markets because a lot of, yeah. you know, a, a lot of agencies and marketers are just opportunistic where it's like, well, mm-hmm. somebody asked me to do this. And so I did it. And then another person yeah. asked me to do that. So then I did that. I hate to interrupt our podcast, but I have an announcement about Digital Marketers Content Certification. Content without a content marketing strategy is an expensive mistake, but it's one that most businesses are making. When it comes to content marketing, all content should be created with a clear purpose to move a customer or potential customer along the customer value journey. That's why you need Digital Marketers Content Mastery Certification. You'll learn how to leverage a complete content system to strategize, create, and distribute content that just plain works. When you become a certified content marketing strategist, you'll master the craft of systematically creating and promoting content that drives noticeable revenue for any business, and you'll get a badge to prove it. Learn more right now at digitalmarketer.com slash content cert. Do you think in order to be like a real PPC agency, you have to focus, like you have to niche down to just PPC? I don't think you have to just be like a, you, you, you can offer PPC as a, I don't think you need to just be a pure PPC agency. I think the people who do that are going to try to do multi, like it, it, there's, it's, there's two things, two ways to, to skin this cat, essentially. One, if you're going to be just a PPC agency, you can have multiple niches or industries yeah. that you serve. Cause what you're saying is like, I'm the best at pay-per-click, right? Um, that gets really tough to scale though, because like e-commerce c- clients are going to need more, more help, like need a whole different set of considerations and developing development work than your like local lead gen or a SaaS client is going to need more than a media publisher. Or if you're running your own ads for an agency, like mm. they perform very differently than, than all of the other things I just mentioned. So if you're, if you're saying, if you're trying to figure out what you're wanting to do as an agency, or you're trying to specialize, if you choose to, like to niche or specialize by your discipline. Then that that gives you more freedom to do multiple types of ventures. But even then, you should be like, I do PBC for ecom. You should just do that. Like that's that's your ideal scenario. On the other side, like you can be an agency that offers multiple arrays of services. Uh, but that, and when you're in those cases, that's when you definitely want to be tight on a particular niche or industry. You don't want to. You're just a. You'd end up being a jack of all trades, which you don't want okay. to be. You want to be like, hey, I'm the best at lawn like working with lawn care companies i can i can make your lawn care company this much more money i'm not just generating you leads i'm not just generating you like more business but i'm going to do everything it takes from the second they see your brand to everything that happens after the fact and all the touch points and making sure that we're getting them into more jobs for you i can do that because i've done it with this many folks like it it just gets so much more specialized right so you kind of pick a lane do you pick it by discipline do you pick it by industry and either way, either one you go, the more narrow you get, the better, because the more specific you can speak to their pain points, talk the talk, walk the walk, get them the results, the better off you're going to be. No, that, that, that sounds, I mean, it sounds easy. <laughs> it's trying to give you a it's so hard. It's so hard. 
it's so hard. Like, I don't like, I sound like, and I know I sounded super confident in that. I was like, this is how everybody <laughs> must do. It's something we, like, we struggle with this, right? Like at, at our company, tempting, we struggle you know? with it. It's, you're just like, oh, hey, money. Yeah, money. Like, I, I, and, I could do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I could, I could crush that. And it's, it's, it's so hard. It doesn't matter what stage you're in either. It's always, you, you could be the most, you know, seasoned veteran. You're going to see something come in that's a little outside of what your focal point is. And you're going to be like, but oh, we could do that. Yeah. Um, well, and sometimes it might be even that you, it's not even that you need the money. You could just be bored and be like, well, yeah. I got this industry down. Yeah. So it's yeah. time to expand. <laughs> but like, and the thing is, like, like when you get that itch, it's like if you're starting to get bored, boring businesses make money. One. Yeah. And if you're starting, and if you're starting to get bored, hire a general manager for your company and then go do something else. Yeah, like take a do not upset, <laughs> yeah, or just take a vacation. Like, yeah, maybe you just break. But yeah, like in 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 this space, you do need to be focusing. Like, are, is it are you a, a generalist agency that works with specific clients, or are you a like do you have a specific practice that works with multiple types of clients? Is yeah. is kind of how you look at it. Is the decision. So no, I, I love that. And I love all the advice for agencies in terms of, because we talk about niching and every segment of, of yeah. marketing. It's just like, man, you, your life could be so much easier if you just got really, really good and had 50 case studies and had a bunch of stats and first part yep. of data from the results for a specific industry. And then sales will come super easy. And then the meetings will go super easy. And then you'll, the referrals will come super easy. And all these things yep. will get easy. But yeah, having the discipline to say no is is the hard part. <laughs> yeah, we literally sent an email today that was letting our entire list know that hey, we're we've always worked primarily with local service businesses, but now we're just saying that's all we're going to work with. So yeah, because I mean, like all the stuff you said with first party data and those types of things, like we have all that. We have eleven years worth, like it's ton, tons of data points to work with. So why would we try to reinvent the wheel and like take on like something that's outside of our unique genius? And also sets us up to fail, really, because yeah. like, it's like imagine your first experience. Like if if someone worked with us and they're like, "I have ecom clients, e-commerce, like at our sister company, we can do that all day," but we don't have a good white label procedure for that. Like mm. candidly, like it, I guess this isn't candid. Or maybe it is. yeah, so candidly is just being open. So it doesn't yeah, matter. Just is. One or one <laughs> uh, I was thinking, I was like, secret time. It's not it's secret, secret time. time. Oh was, crap! I'm on a podcast. But like, that's just a bad experience. And then someone's gonna be like, oh, I used IPPC. They weren't that great. And they'll be like, well, what'd you use them for? Like, we don't want to have to be able to have those caveats. Like we want people to be like, whenever they work with us, they had the best result because we set them up to succeed. Just like I said, when you're calling your shot on clients for Google PPC, we're calling our shot on the people that we're willing to work with. I love that. And I think if all agencies did that, you'd have a bunch of awesome specialists that just refer each other all the time. And you'd have a whole network of successful companies. (laughs) Yep. 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 Exactly. Exactly. But that's all right. We'll, we'll keep trying to convince people. So if you could tell, let's see, a marketer that's looking to get into the PPC business, how to kind of, and what's the best way to get started? Like the ideal way to set mm. up your PPC offering to yeah. make a killing? Like what, what would you tell them to do? Well, price, like one price more than you think you're about to. Because anybody getting in, they're going to be like, oh, you know, like I'm new to this. So I need someone to take a chance on me to type those types of things. Sure, I get that. But most people I'm seeing right now, one, they don't charge like setup fees, which is crazy pants to me in the PPC world because you're front loaded. There's so much work that has to happen early on. So not to say that there's less work that happens later, like optim- optimizing and scaling campaigns is a lot of hard work. 
but you, it, a lot of stuff is front loaded. Like when you're, when you're taking on an account, you're going to do an account audit. You're going to look like build new campaign architecture. You're going to write yeah. all the copy. You're going to design all the ads. You're going to build the landing page. You're going to QA test everything. You're going to build a dashboard. You're going to do all sorts of other things. That's a lot of things. And you should be paid for that. So like, like in a world where I know a lot of agency advice is, Hey, like there's the one set of advice that's like, Hey, like have set up fees then be like, Hey, I'll waive it for you. I'm, I'm not yeah. saying have set up fees in that way. That's dumb. In this case, there are hard costs to what you're doing. There's time associated with this. And like, they can see everything you did. You're like, Hey, I built you a landing page. Bro. Yeah. Like I built that, <laughs> that costs this much money. Like you can line item what you'd be doing in setup, set up uh, like a setup that I just kind of like talked about there for a local business. You should be charging anywhere between like 1500 to like three grand mm. for that. Uh, um, easy. Easy, you're not making easy. money on that. Just so everybody knows, it's like you're going to charge this, and it's going to cost. Like, yes, and it's not making the, money. Exactly. Exactly. You're not getting rich off of setup. Like the way PPC, like where you make your money as a PPC agency is, or really as any any agency, I guess is is on those residuals, is on that recurring base, right? Think of this as a SaaS company. Think of this in a way of like I need to be building monthly recurring revenue. That is what PPC is all about. And when you're doing this, so you have your setup fees, then your monthly management fees. Those would be anywhere you'd probably end up kind of like starting around like between a thousand to like baseline with like up to a certain amount of spend, like maybe like a thousand to like 2000 bucks a month. And then, and then have that as a baseline. And then after a certain level of spend, it's that plus a percentage of spend that, that kind of goes over time. But most of you that were probably listening, like, I'm going to get into PPC. I bet you had like a $500 offer yeah. in mind. You will so make no money. You will go broke and you will go crazy. Yep. If you, if you do that, do not do it that way. Yeah. Uh, well, and the thing is best case scenario is you sign 20 people at $500 yeah. setup. And now you're not only unable to service them, but you will do yeah. a bad job. Yeah. They will be out. Exactly. And then one of the things you also need to do. So like, that's kind of price point type things that you should be, you should be thinking about if you're going to be getting in this space and being taken seriously. The other side of it is really like the expectations you set. So your setup fees are going to be indicative of all the work that you do up front. Maybe like you don't do landing pages, you don't do other things, charge less, right? But when you have somebody that's now like, yeah, I want to work with you. Like, great. Like, this sounds awesome. Now, now it's the time for setting those, like setting the right expectations. You always speak in ranges. You never speak in definitives. Yeah. Uh, not because you're trying to be like elusive. Like you're like, ah, you can't catch me. It's because every client will hear the, the best case scenario. So the cheapest price for the fastest amount of time. They will, it, it's not like they're trying to do that. They will remember all of those. So if you say, yeah. if you said to somebody, oh yeah, like we can, like, I could expect us like to get down to like, you know, $50 leads for in like in this niche, the first time, the first, the minute you start running ads, why isn't it 50 yet? Ah, uh, yeah. Oh God. No, that's such a good point. And it's like, yeah, I said that would be eventually, but people don't yeah. hear that. They hear yeah. $50. <laughs> yeah. So then if 50 is like your best case scenario, throw that in the middle of the range. Like it can be anywhere from, you know from 30 to, to 100 to 100, it's going to take us like as we're starting out and building things and we're feeding data into the Google machine and we're optimizing, like it's going to take 60 to 90 days to get to start getting down to that mid range. Yeah. Like in the first 30 days, you could expect to be, you know, 10, 15 percent above that top of fun, top, top range. But when you're having these conversations with them, make sure the conversations are, aren't focused around just like cost per lead and lead generation. Talk through like Hey, like, what's the value of a lead? What are you, Mr. or Mrs. Client, willing to spend to, to generate a lead, to generate a qualified call, to generate a customer? If they don't know those numbers, come, like, come with some 
examples of like what this looks like. Like you know, normally in this inter- industry, we see, you know, you know, 40% of these leads end up being qualified calls. So yeah. a qualified call, how many, like if you get a qualified call, like how many of those would you say you close? They're always going to say higher, but use it anyways. Like, hey, we close around 20%. Let's say, hey, you just did 10 yeah. of the, so that means, and what's the average cost? Cool. So then you can work backwards on that and yeah. talk, like, this is what you should be able to spend. So work with them on that, on like what their pain threshold is essentially to, oh. to generate leads. And then from there, you now you're talking, you're not just being like their lead jockey. You're that person that's connected to their business. You've transitioned and that should uh, be happening during that. the onboarding phase, right? You need to be talking about these types of things. And then you know why you're hitting a certain goal. They know why you're going for a certain thing. And you've set timelines. It's like, hey, by about 90 days, we should be like humming, humming and hawing away. Like we should be within those ranges at any given time. Some months are going to be on the lower end. Other ones are going to be on the upper end, but we should be kind of hitting in here. And we're always going to be kind of working towards like improving that. If there's any shifts where we start seeing, oh, like new, like a, a new, like new competition has kind of rolled in or the, or like we're losing impression share because of that, then we'll make recommendations accordingly and, and we'll, we'll adjust targets accordingly. But you need to be speaking to them as, as peers and not as like, like well, as if you're working for them. Right. I would say even go a step farther where you uh, say not even like, peers, yeah. Not even peers. You are the authority. Yeah, you're the expert. Like you are the marketer. And I think one of the things that I, I do this personally too, where, where you kind of downplay how much work something's going to be, you'll be like, oh yeah, I could set that up over a weekend. And then you're not, one, you're saying that expectation that the job that you're doing is easy, which is bad right off the bat. <laughs> so stop doing that right away. Marketing's complicated. It's involved, it's scientific, it's formulaic, it's all these different things, but it's not simple or easy. It might be for you, but nobody needs to know how easy it is for you anyways. You should be like, you know, I've done this a million times, but I'm not going to say that your case is going to be the same. So you can still preface it with, yeah, it is easy for me, but you're, you're saying it's easy for me. It's not easy in general. So I'd say, yeah, setting that expectation, setting the formula, setting the, you know, the statistics based on your your previous results and really getting in line with the, you know, the owner of the company or whoever you're dealing with that the company is, you know, going to set you up for success. Well, yeah, much exactly. more so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as, as, as much success as you could have in the wild world that is marketing and also pay-per-click marketing. There's so many yes. variables that could, that can, and as long as they know, as long as they know the, the game and you're articulating that, then you're good to go. If you're promising like, Oh, we'll get you this, like this many lead. If you're saying we can get you 30 more jobs per month or this, this thing and, and like out of the gate. And then you do like the Hermosi offer and all this other stuff. Like you're going to lose. You're just going to lose. You can't yeah. do it. It's not going to work. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, and I think everything you said is prefaced on, you need to know what the heck you're doing with PPC before you go <laughs> sell people on it. Because yeah, yeah. That's the temptation too is like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. It'll be fine. You know, yeah. and that, that yeah, you're you saying can't, yourself you, you can't, failure. You, you, yeah, you can't figure it out on... On even some of those, like in some in some world, like and like in the SaaS game and those things, there's a lot of big budgets where you could try to fake it till you make it, which I wouldn't recommend doing because you you will get caught, and that's not good. It's a small it's a smaller world, the agency world, and this world is much smaller than you think it is. Everybody knows it's, it's just, yes, it's not a ton. Well, I think there's turnover of yeah, both yeah. of agency owners and marketers in general because they'll, they'll leave. Yeah. Well, I, but, I think um, it's been the, oh, okay. Oh yeah, we just want to finish one one last point on that. The the point I'm trying to make is like. When they have these higher budgets, you can, there's room for like, there's more room for like opportunity to fail and learn on the job. When you're working with local businesses, you're working with people that are going to be spending $2,000, $4,000 a month. Like something like you, you're like, you're, when you start finding people at the 10, 20,000 mark, like 
all right, cool. Like now you have some actual budget to work with. Yes. You're working with and, and that and that two thousand, four thousand dollars that they're spending is meaningful to them. Like oh, it is yeah. a good portion more of meaningful. what they're doing. It's may it's <laughs> more meaningful than probably at the 10, 20, and more, right? So you one, you have less data to learn from. So you need to be you need to know your chops or be working with someone that does. And and two, just like there is a real pain <laughs> to, for those people there. And they're they're going to be on top of it. So yeah. so it's it's harder to fake it till you make it at that. Yeah, well, and I think, oh, well, I think we should just do a whole series on this. So we'll we'll have you back soon, and we'll kind of. Well, I think we just walk through like here's how to do a PPC agency, and literally oh, just yeah. outline the whole thing. I think that people would love that. So if you do like that, please, you know, comment on whatever we're posting this, and we'll put that together. <laughs> well, thank you awesome. so much, Justin. Really appreciate much. all the tips. I mean, that was just you know just a, a bucket of tips right there that everybody should take to heart. Where can people learn more about you and what you do? Nice. You can uh, check us out at uh, invisibleppc.com. That's be the first place to go if you're in the agency space. Really killer thing. We also have some other, like our other companies, Kuwer.com. That's our full save, full service agency. We work directly with end clients there. And also ppcreveal.ai is one of our tools that we have. It's a ad competitive intelligence tool. So really cool thing that you can play around with there. And then I am super, I'm, I'm super responsive on LinkedIn. I'm less active than I used to be. But I, uh, I that's that's probably the best place to get in touch with me would be on LinkedIn or just shoot me an email, Justin at invisiblebbc.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Justin. We'll definitely have you back. Keep on talking about this stuff as uh, PPC is evolving. We didn't even talk about the future of PPC, but oh, we'll gosh, have you back yeah, on we... for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, soon. Mark. <laughs> thanks a lot, Justin. And thank you so much for listening. Be sure to hit that follow button so you can notify when all of our new episodes release. Please share this with that friend who's clueless about digital marketing. And don't forget to visit digitalmarketing.com where you can access all of our courses, certifications, and training programs. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. This is Digital Marketing. Get ready for the two easiest ways for you to generate product photos for your e-commerce store. I'm Lauren Petrullo, founder and CEO of Mongoose Media and Digital Marketer Academy faculty member. I've managed over 50,000 SKUs for over 100 different e-commerce sites, and I cannot tell you the importance of quality product photos. Not only are they important for your website, but they're great to be repurposed in your email marketing campaigns, your paid ad initiatives, and your organic social media content. It's imperative that you have great photos because great photos sell your products and start conversations with your consumers. There are two great solutions when seeking out quality product photos for your e-commerce site. One, UGC. We know that native user-generated content wins all day on social. When you can get your customers to share back their use of your products in their voice, in their personal applications, you will see dividends when that is repurposed in your paid ads and organic social feeds. Secondly, don't have customers or UGC yet? Not a problem. There are cost-effective solutions in which you can outsource that photography. This and so much more is covered in my modules in our e-commerce cert with Digital Marketer.